Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, my Arrows Heart fam. This is your girl, Toya. I think this is um, episode four, I believe. We're going to wrap up a couple of more podcasts for this first season. And then hopefully by the time next season hits, which will be February, the love month. We're going to be talking a lot about love and the next upcoming month and how you feel about that word love. And if you believe in the big love day of Valentine's Day on February 14th and understanding um, what people feel about that that holiday, that holiday that folks created uh, to put more love in folks' heart and help folks to be intentional on that day about sharing love and being love and giving love on that day. So next month in February, which is actually a favorite month for me, because guess what? (laughs) That's my birthday month, boo. February 2nd, Groundhog. Let me see if I see my shout on that day. Yes. So anyway, hopefully y'all can give me some birthday love in February. Definitely encourage you. If you're listening to the podcast, and you have ways of reaching me, whether you're my personal friends or not, I think there's a way for you to leave me a message and ask me any type of questions you want to ask, especially when next month comes and we're going to talk about love and sex and romance and intimacy and all other great stuff. But any questions in general about things that you've heard in these past couple of podcasts, I'm having a real good time, you know, really creating these podcasts has given me an opportunity to speak what's on my mind at that particular moment and allowing you guys into my life intimately and trust and believe I am stepping out on faith on that one because the true Aquarian me don't let people in you know I'm the type of person if you ask me if something's going on if something is going on I'm gonna be like all is well but inside, there may be some things going on. So true Aquarians won't lead on to everything. We always like to give you a little bit of imagination or a little bit of suspense. And sometimes that's good, sometimes not. So this is a way for me to do my inner work by allowing myself to let go and release and be me. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, that's great too, because it's not about you, boo. It's about me. And this is all about the path that I'm on at this point in my life. 2020, I'm this is a wonderful time to really envision and visualize what you want to materialize. We kind of talked about that in a couple other past podcasts. And so today is Monday, Martin Luther King Day. And so I hope that you all had an opportunity to do a day of service or do something that bring you remembrance of a great man, a great leader, a a change agent, someone who really believed in equality for all. And I'm so grateful to know of him from what was taught in the schools, of course, my own resource and as well as some some things that my grandmother shared with me that she experienced back in those days in the march and what she stood for and the amount of abuse and things that she endured during those times and I'm grateful to God she's still with us and she's 93 years old I think she was just a few years older than 
um, the Reverend Martin Luther King. And so she was able to share some good stories um, about her experience during that time. So, you know, hopefully you all enjoyed not just the day off. I had the day off and I'm grateful for it. Had an opportunity to be with a good friend who on this day, historical day, be installed as the new president of the Cleveland Realtors Program. And so I thought that was great. This was a great way to really um, commemorate what's going on. So I don't know about you, but um, one of my favorite quotes by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King that I live by, that encouraged me, especially as we talk about faith. And for me, I think I shared in one of the podcasts about increasing your faith. And so, of course, I need to share with you all my favorite quote, and that is, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. And I remember the first time I read that particular or came across this particular quote, and it was so profound for me at that point in my life. And from that point, I continued to focus in on that quote and stepping out on faith, right? And so I don't know where you are, where you may be in your head in 2020. We're still at the beginning of the year. Is folks still saying Happy New Year? It's the 20th and all. When do you stop saying that stuff? <laughs> I'm sipping on some tea. Um, got the sniffles. So pardon me if I blow my nose or something like that. But, you know... Uh, at some point, we got to say stop stop saying Happy New Year. And hopefully by this time, people got Christmas trees down. Even though it's going to be some that still have lights and trees up in March. So bless them all. But anyway, so tonight, you know, I have been really, I'm digging deep a little bit and, and thinking about, you know, 2020 and the things that I let go and things that, still come to my awareness that I'm still figuring out. And so today I want to talk about the feminine and masculine energy that we all possess, right? And so I'm I'm, I'm on this topic because lately one of the things that I'm working on is how to better balance, integrate my feminine and masculine energy, right? And it's it's been interesting because it's really come to my awareness probably about mm, about three years ago, two and a half, three years ago. And when I started studying about intimacy and sexual enlightenment and Tantra, that's when it came to my awareness about balancing feminine and masculine energy. And so I'm not sure about you all. Have you ever thought about the feminine and masculine energy that you possess? You know, what comes to your mind when you think about those things? When you think about when I say, you know, possess your feminine energy, you know, use your feminine wiles, use your feminine energy. You know, what's the first thought that came to your mind? I think for me, prior to doing this work and thinking about it, you know, Actually, especially for me, growing up being a true tomboy, hung with boys, you know, play with boys all the time. And so I did not, growing up, 
you know, really knew about, number one, I didn't know about no feminine and masculine energy. But for me, being feminine was being, at that time, being dainty and emotional. And I really, you know, real talk, this is a real talk conversation, had some negative connotation around femininity, right? You know, sophistication and being classy. And I'm going to be honest with you, that didn't align, you know, with me you know, at that particular time and, and, and also looking at femininity as being very submissive or being, all right, let's keep it all the way where we're weak, right? Like, yeah, like you don't have a voice, you don't have a say, just such a negative definition for me, what feminine energy was or femininity and don't know if that came from learned behavior, which likely probably so learn behavior, observation, things I saw around me, you know, so, you know, I was born in the seventies. So I remember also identifying femininity with sophistication, right? So women who used to smoke cigarettes and the way they used to hold it and had the lipstick print on the cigarettes and stuff. And I just thought that stuff was so damn cool. Right. So I remember my mother was a smoker and, you know, as an adult, I know that that was whole really, really bad, but you know, you know, it was glamour for me, you know, back in those days. And I remember she would um, buy me cigarette candy. Remember, if anybody remember who was candy heads like me, candy girls, but they used to have these um, candy cigarettes. So they had the candy kind, which I think was horrible. It tastes like chalk. And then they had the bubblegum kind. So when you puffed it, the sugar or the powder would come out like smoke, which I thought that was the dopest thing back in the day. And so when my mother used to smoke a cigarette, I would pretend I'm like mine. I would smoke. We'd be sitting up there drinking Pepsi and smoking cigarettes, right? And so now that I think about it, mommy, that wasn't good. You should have been, that was like encouraging. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, so that's what I equated, you know, femininity, right? And then for masculinity, you know, it was about being hard. It was about being tough. It was about being a man's man and, you know, not showing any emotions and just being hard, right? Like, yo, don't nothing press you. And so fast forward, I'm in my 40s on the eve of 45. And now I'm just like, yo, like the masculine energy that I dominated in, so tiring, so for me, you know, is understanding what that looked like for me, right? And so, you know, yo, you guys, how would you define masculine and feminine energy? You know, where do you find yourself most dominating? Where do you most dominate? Is it in the femininity? Is it in the masculinity? Are you able to integrate both? Are you in smack dab in the middle? And I will tell you, there's nothing wrong with having both. So men... Yo, man, hey, you need feminine energy. It's okay to dabble in feminine energy, guys. It's cool. That doesn't mean that you want to live an alternative lifestyle or anything like that. It's just that, especially when you're in a relationship with a woman, it's good to have some feminine energy. Ladies, yes, it's good for you to also have masculine energy, right? It's nothing wrong with that. But to dominate in that space all the time is tiring. So if you ever thought about it, you know, sit for a second and think about where do you dominate most, right? And where you feel it, what you like, what occasion 
But what are you doing when you're dominating that particular energy? What are you doing? Where are you? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? You know, and you can have all of those different sensations. So let me just challenge you all this week. All right. Think about, you know, what you're doing and ask yourself, am I balancing? Am I in my feminine energy right now? Or if I'm in my masculine energy right now, right? And I will tell you that for me, I've learned some very, very interesting things about myself. And I will also share with you that, you know, part of me balancing on the masculine side, I had to sit with that one time and I thought about it. And I realized that I see why I dominated so much on the masculine side, not just because I, you know, grew up tomboy, whatever, whatever, but it was more so I grew up in a single parent home. So you would think raised by my mom, she raised my sister and I. And so you would think that, yeah, you know, you're being raised by your mother, feminine energy, right? See perceptions. But my mother also, when I assess and think about her dominated masculine energy. Why? Because what is masculine energy? It's the doing. It's the striving. It's the competing. It's the controlling, right? So when you think about that as a single mother taking care of two children, I got to do. I got to make sure that my kids are um, having a safe environment the doing I have to work I have to work hard because I am the sole income in this house right I have no spouse I have no significant other of of that was of value that maintained or helped with the household so she was it the in all be all right and so yes even though she worked for a hospital or what have you was in the you know caretaking type of industry However, when she came home, she had to provide for her family, right? And so there was a lot of things that she had to do to do that. So, you know, once again, growing up in a single parent home, I am independent, Toya. Toya, me, I am independent because I didn't have a choice. I was a latchkey kid. And so many times I had to pretty much be at home tending to myself, caring for myself, to my mother got home from work or what have you. So that level of independence. Growing up, fast forward, get into my career field, go to college, get my degree. What do I do? I go into a male-dominated industry, banking. I am a banker, right? So I'm in a male-dominant industry, right? And so, you know, everything was so much utilizing my masculine energy. And when I came to realization of it, even during the times of the experience I've had, didn't even realize what I was doing. So when I got into my relationship with my husband, I'm not even going to talk about the boyfriends because those are all insignificant, but I did that with them as well. But more so when I knew that my husband was the one, I still went into the relationship. I'm independent. I'm the educated I make good money and at that time I didn't have children so I'm I'm a hot commodity right 
like I'm the bomb.com and all that other good stuff, right? And so once again, I went into the relationship so male dominated. And I recall a time when, when we first started dating where my husband or boyfriend at that time was like, you know, can I do X, Y, Z? You know, I would like to. And so he was doing things for me that I wasn't accustomed to. He was doing that. He was recognizing my needs and showing up for me in such a way. I, number one, was taken aback like, dude, like, you, you know, as women, let, let, let's, let's keep it real, right? So as women, you know, we want those things. But also sometimes some of us, or I'm going to speak for myself, we like, yo, I got this, right? Like, I could do this for myself. I'm educated. I'm smart. I have this. I have this job. I'm making this amount of money. Like, I don't need you, right? But in that same breath, especially when you're dating, you may not need them. But these are the things when they do certain things that you want, right? These are the things that you were fantasizing. Like, I want a man who could come in and lay that pipe down, right? But also take care of me. Take care, Make sure you understand my needs and my wants and my desires, right? And so... You know, in that same breath, there was times I felt that I had to prove and show that I could handle mine. And he didn't need that. You know, that was stories that I was creating. And I will tell you, at times you have to be the witness and observer of things, right? So I've learned this in my later part of my life as I'm doing the inner work. And sometimes you have to step outside yourself and see you for what you're doing. And if you tripping, you know, you acting out of character, you tripping, you got to say, yo, Toya, like, yo, person, me, yo, uh, pull up, like, what's going on? And when it came to my awareness, I just remember a couple of times having conversations with my husband and literally, you know, I can, I can beat him all the way down verbally to the white meat or stripping his balls away. And when I was thinking about him, like... Who wants to be in a relationship with someone who's constantly, you know, stripping them away from their own power, right? And it wasn't like, you know, first of all, he a man, so he ain't going to let me go but so far now. He going he gonna to listen and do whatever, but he going to put the smack down. Don't get it twisted. However, it was like, because I wasn't used to having uh, a male figure around, wasn't used to being treated like a queen in past relationships, and I also didn't understand or value my worth, I allowed certain things to happen. And so I had to forgive myself for what I allowed to happen, as well as those others who did it. However, I, I, I you know, things came to my awareness, like, wow, like... My husband married a woman to be with a woman and he loves that feminine energy that he know that I have, even though sometimes I don't display it. I don't demonstrate that. And wow, sometimes you need to step back and allow a man to be a man and allow him to do what he needs to do. Now, definitely I am talking about a heterosexual relationship right now. However, if you in a same-sex relationship, there still means that you have to balance your masculine and feminine energy. I say that because I'm in HR and I want to be inclusive. Anybody listen to my show, I want to seem inclusive, even though I'm talking from my vantage point, right? So thank you very much. I had to put that little disclaimer there. But anyway, 
And so I'm just saying, whoever you're in a relationship with, whoever your partner is, or multiple partners, because you may be in polyamorous relationships, I don't know. But anytime you need to think about your, your energy and what you're giving off, because you are responsible for the energy that you bring. So I'm just going to share a little bit, breaking down what that feminine energy descriptions are. And you already know those things, but and, and if you identify with those things, you know, think about it. So the masculine energy, right, is the doing. Where the feminine energy is the being. And what I realize is that, especially in 2020, not just men, all of us really need to think about just being. We do, do, do. And do, do, right? <laughs> we do, do. At this point, you shitting on yourself and everything else. How about we just be, right? You know, and be who you are just be stop trying so hard stop doing the most because if you really think about it that doing at some point you get tired when i realized that i was dominating in the male energy a lot i realized how tired i was it is much more easier to be on the being side i can just be yes Male energy, more logical thought. Feminine energy, more intuitive, free thinking, right? And and trust me, in both instances, you need both, right? You need logical thought. And then there's times you need that intuitive feeling just to go within. And whatever your intuition is telling you, going with that. Decisive, you know, masculinity, that decisive action, being reactive, where your femininity, you're using your senses. That's why I said to you, think about those times, you know, when you're in your dominant or feminine. What did you see? What do you feel? How do you, what, what's the sounds around you? I'm asking you those things for the five senses, you know? Masculine energy, more risk taking. Where feminine is more creativity. Yes. I used to think I didn't have a creative side because I associated the definition of creativity with being artistic. I have to be an artist to be creative. Oh my God, such limiting thoughts, such limiting thinking. We're all creative beings. And when we talk about next month about creativity, what do you think where when you're in an orgasmic situation where you're having an orgasm and you're you're with your beloved and those orgasmic feelings and nectars are coming up that's where creativity comes from use that creativity use that orgasmic nectar for creativity that's the whole not only the whole purpose yeah but the whole purpose of orgasm orgasm and all of those things and people can have more orgasm if they start being than doing right that's just real talk, but we'll talk more about that. Yes, we will. Masculine energy, that achieving. You want to achieve something. Feminine energy, nurturing. We are nurturers, right? You know, I felt like I did tap more into my more feminine side when I gave birth to my children and I had an opportunity to breastfeed both kids from the time they were born until they was one year old. Yes, they was dangling from these titties for a long time. Woo, yes, honey, but honey, save me some money, but it had, I had a sense of bonding with my kids that was just so loving. So if anybody's able to do that, great. If they're not, I understand that there's challenges, but you know, that nurturing feeling, masculine energy, intellectual, you know, 
um, feminine energies, more about experiences, collaboration, expressiveness. It's no problem in being expressive, being on the feminine side. You know, um, men, more controlling, you know. I'm going to stop right here because I want to share something. So masculine energy is giving. Feminine energy is receiving. And one of my episodes, I'm going to talk about asking and is giving. And I will tell you, I was really, really challenged with this part, right? And it came to my awareness as I was doing the inner work, especially learning about sexual enlightenment, that I'm gun ho when I'm giving, right? I am like super woman giver. It gives me such joy, so such euphoric joy in giving. But baby, listen, when it came to receiving, I was challenged. And I was challenged because one, I was mostly dominated in my masculine energy and this came to my awareness versus my feminine. But also in that same breath, at some point, even in my asking, I did not feel that I was worthy of receiving. Yeah. Take a breath on that one. Yeah. So I tell you, you know, this giving and receiving thing. And, and so now I'm at a point where I am open and receptive to receiving. That's feminine energy. A little bit more description. Masculine energy, grounding, speaking, being focused, linear, quick, directional. Where you have the female energy flowing, playful. When do we stop playing, y'all? For real, though. I'm in my mid-40s. Knocking on 50s door. This is the time, really, because people are checking off off this earth so quick. You better get your play on. You better get your laugh on. Life is too short. You know, don't always take yourself so seriously. Take a breath. Don't be so tightly wound. That's what I tell my husband all the time. He's so tightly wound. Bless his whole little heart. Bless him. But do something different. That feminine energy is slow, circular, receptive. The listening, the softness, the openness. I ain't going to lie to you. Especially, let me talk to you ladies. Ladies, honey, baby girl, listen to me. Dominate on your feminine side and watch what you get. It ain't about being a gold digger. It ain't about taking advantage of folks. It's about using your feminine wiles, your feminine energy to be influential. Yes. Because it's a lot of dominance on the male side. That's why we're in this place where we are right now in the world. Men, it's okay to flex from masculine and feminine. When your significant other, your woman, or whoever you may be, be with who possess a lot of feminine energy, flexing that feminine energy. It doesn't make you less of a man. And ladies, stop making men feel like they less than because they can flex in their feminine energy. That doesn't mean a man is gay just because he can flex on his feminine side. Don't get it twisted. You want a man who can caress you, who can who can collaborate with you, who can slow it down and be playful with you. Give you that <laughs> them circles. 
shoes. <laughs> but you want somebody who can be creative with you. But you also want somebody who can be too. Be who they are. That's what's important. So I'm just speaking to myself out loud because I know that this is something I have been contending with. And once again, this is nothing bad. This is no right or wrong. It's just bringing something to your awareness of definitely integrating and balancing. Sometimes people have a problem with the word balance because there's no such thing as work-life balance and all that stuff. So people might get challenged with balance. But balance or integrating When to use your feminine energy, when to use your masculine energy, and basically knowing when to flex in and out, because it's important, right? It's definitely important. And so I really appreciate you all, you know, coming into my intimate thought process on this topic of feminine and masculine energy. It's time for us to really tap into what that is for us. Ask yourself this week, where do I mostly dominate in? And do I have an opportunity to flex a little bit more in the other quadrant of energy? And when is the best time to use it? And it's okay. So if you haven't done that little mini evaluation, I encourage you this week to think about it. Encourage you to think about, especially in your intimate relationships. Think about how you can balance the two when need be. But I will tell you most important in 2020, slow down on the doing. Actually stop the doing and just be. You know, like Nike say the slogan, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it and just be. Don't try to be because when you try, you don't do it. Just be. And just imagine what's going to happen and how things show up when you just be. So once again, thank you so much for listening to your girl. More to come ending up wrapping up season one. Love you. Peace.